Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. The design that God had was that He would reign over them, that He would be their king. Well, they do not want that. And so I love what Samuel does. He takes his frustration to the Lord. How many of you take your frustrations to the Lord? I mean, like you're honestly, you're, you're mad. I'm mad. I'm upset about this. We need to be careful what we ask God for. As Pastor Eric shares in his message, the Israelites wanted a king, and they got one. However, this request ultimately represented the rejection of God as their king. We'll see that when our prayers don't align with God's will, they can lead to both hardship and destruction. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part one of his message in 1 Samuel 8. 1 Samuel chapter 8 is where we're going to be at uh, tonight. And uh, thus far in the book of Samuel, we've seen some crazy things. Uh, We've seen a woman who is barren, who couldn't have children, uh, conceive a child. Uh, And then, to to take it to extreme, she then doesn't hold on to the child for her to raise. She then dedicates him to the Lord, which is crazy. She she can't have children, but yet she gives her child away after the Lord blesses her with that. Uh, And and then we see wicked priests, priests who were in it for themselves and trying to lift up their names and trying to just glorify themselves by feasting upon the children of Israel— And then you see the Lord speak and use a young boy, call him, and and give him a word of knowledge and prophecy to speak forth to the high priest and seeing the obedience of that child. uh, It's been amazing. And then you see the ark of the Lord, the ark of the Lord that was so powerful, it being captured, but then how in the capture it goes to the Philistines and the Philistines think that they can put it before their God, that they got this trophy and that... Their God falls down face first and his head pops off and his palms pop off because they can't stand in the presence of the Lord. And then to see the hand of the Lord come upon the Philistines and strike them with tumors and rats and in their communities and how they are like, we got to get rid of this plague. We got to get rid of this ark because it is just bringing nothing but chaos within our community. And how they're like, oh, let's get this brilliant idea by making these golden images of these tumors that God has given us. And then we'll put them in a box and next to the Ark of the Covenant and send it on its way with two cows that have never pulled a cart in their life. <laughs> and then how God then, by his mighty hand, pulls the cart and takes them into Israel, the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, truly remarkable. Uh, that doesn't happen just because. Uh, it's all by the hand of God. And then seeing the Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Lord, returning to Israel. And then last week we saw how uh, God used Samuel to prophesy and speak uh, towards the children of Israel saying, you guys need to come back to God. <laughs> you need to come back. And in doing so, God will bless you. He will deliver you from the hand of, your Phil- uh, of the Philistines. And even in the time of trial and the testing, because after Samuel spoke those words, sure enough, God allowed a test to come into the Israelites' lives to see if they were going to have their faith and trust in him. And sure enough, they did, and God came through, <laughs> uh, just as he comes through for us. But I think oftentimes it's hard to, to remember that. I don't know why. Why do we have a hard time with our faith? Why do we just struggle with those things uh, of going back and forth, of having doubts, and then having faith, and then having doubts? 
Uh, I just don't get it, but it's just the makeup of the human flesh, I guess, and that's the, the flaw of the flesh. But we can have faith, and it's just the faith of a mustard seed that can move a mountain. And so we need to have that faith. But God is so gracious. He knows that we struggle with faith, and so I, I truly believe that's why he says, just have a mustard seed of faith, and I'll do great and mighty things in and through that faith. And so Israel had that faith, and so then the Lord drives their enemies out. And so tonight we come into chapter 8. Now Israel kind of slips out again, uh, goes back to their ways. And, and, and the question that came to my heart is, is that who do you want as king? And so that's what I titled the message of 1 Samuel 8. Who do you want as king? Uh, because that's the question that Israel wants. They want, and they want a king. And we'll see it why. And when it comes to uh, government positions, we all have an opinion. <laughs> this person should be in, this person should be out. I don't like that guy, I don't like that lady, this is what they do. Or I'm all for them, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Whatever it is, you have an opinion when it comes to government positions, okay? Uh, and who's to lead? Often times our opinions are swayed by what other people think and what other people say. Uh, and the Bible refers to that as being like sheep. <laughs> you see somebody go, and you're going to follow, just like a sheep, right? They are a herd animal. When the one takes off, there's a good chance the majority are all taking off. And so, <laughs> truly, that's terrible when it comes to seeking direction, because we should seek the direction of the Lord versus the direction of what man is doing. And uh, we easily fall into that trap of, what's, what's he doing? I'm going to do that. Because it's easy. It's easy to do that. There's really not much thought process. There's really much not discipline involved with that. It's just, I'm just going to go with the flow. And I believe that's very dangerous, to go with the flow. Uh, we need to be led by God and led by his spirit and what he wants for you as an individual because he has created you for a purpose and he has a plan for you for a reason. Uh, and so if we go with the flow, then we're going to miss out on what God has for us. Anyways, that's what we're going to look at tonight. Uh, who do you want as king? Uh, and so, Father, we just pray and I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, as we look in your word, as we dive into the word, uh, that we... Lean upon your understanding, not upon my understanding, God. Who am I? I'm just a man. <laughs> but you are the God who inspired this. You breathed it. You were there. You created it. And so, God, we just pray that you would just speak forth now your understanding. And, God, may we lean upon your understanding, your thoughts, and not our thoughts, oh, God. And, and trust in you. What do you have for us individually tonight? That is our prayer, oh, God, that you would speak to us individually and corporately as a church, God, as a family, because we are one in you, Lord God, in you, Jesus. You are our head. We are your body. May we just submit to you, O God, as a wife submits to her husband, and we, may the bride of Christ tonight submit to you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 1 of chapter 8. Uh, we're going to go through verses 1 through 9 and then come back. And look at it. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second son was Abijah, and, the, and they were judges in Beersheba. 
verse 3. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. In verse 8, According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and served other gods. So they are doing to you also. In verse 9, Now therefore heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. So here we see time has passed since the victories with the Philistines. And it usually happens, huh? When time has passed, it's easy to slip into uh, routine, uh, rotten routine. There's a big victory in your life and it's easy to just slip back in and just think and go on cruise control. But we must be always just continuing to check our hearts daily to come after the Lord and seek Him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul. And so we see some time has passed. Now Samuel has grown old. We don't know how long it's taken place, but he's old, okay? It says in the Bible, he's old. Now how old? Who knows? He's old. He's an old man. And so in that, when you're old, you start looking and you're thinking of the future. And so Samuel did what every good leader would do, and he would bring up the next generation of leadership. Well, that so happened to be his kids, okay? And so he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you guys judge Israel. Now remember, Israel had many different judges at this point, because the last true leader of Israel was who? Do you guys remember? Joshua. Joshua was the last main leader of Israel. Then after Joshua came into a period of judges, and then as we study judges, there was many, Deborah, Samson, uh, and, and they, it ranged on the time frame of how long they judged Israel, okay? And so here we see that Israel didn't have a king, but God would raise up somebody to kind of give the children of Israel direction, okay? And so this time it was Samuel, because remember in chapter 7, it says that Samuel would judge Israel all the days of his life. But as he was getting old, of course, the thought process is, I need to raise somebody up, okay? And he chose his children. Now, I don't know if he prayed about it or not, but that's between God and Samuel. But these boys, probably weren't boys, they're probably men, didn't walk in the ways of Samuel, meaning that they didn't walk in the ways of the Lord. They were into their position for themselves, they took bribes. They were in it for dishonest gain. They had themselves on their mind. Pride, which is easily uh, can come with the position of authority. And, and so these guys were far from the tree, I guess. The apple fell far from the tree uh, and not like their dad. And so that really bothered the, the leaders of Israel because notice it wasn't the people of Israel. It was the elders of Israel that came to Samuel and said, hey, uh, we have a problem here. Your two boys are not like you. You're getting old. We want uh, a king like the nations around us because these two guys, they don't know what's going on and they're just going to 
do harm to us, as I paraphrase there. But that's how I imagine it. They had a problem. And, and, and so they took that problem to Samuel. And Samuel was, man, he was upset at what they said. In verse 6, it says, but the thing displeased Samuel. Displeased is translated to upset. He was upset to hear that they wanted a king. What? A king has never been in Israel's DNA. This has never taken place within the children of Israel as the king. Because the design that God had was that he would reign over them. That he would be their king. Well, they do not want that. And so I love what Samuel does. He takes his frustration to the Lord. How many of you take your frustrations to the Lord? I mean, like, you're honestly, you're, you're mad. I'm mad. I'm upset about this. And I think that's cool because that means that we have a real true relationship with God. If you don't think you can go to God when you're angry, then how can you go to him for anything? Because uh, it's like you're putting a mask to go before God. Like, everything is dandy and fine in life, but there's reality is, is that there's things that rub you the wrong way, and we must be able and feel comfortable before God and say, this is what's going on. I'm very displeased at what they just said. I'm really angry about that. And God, though, gave counsel to Samuel. That's amazing. Versus letting that anger sit in your, in your soul and, and board it up and then just throw up a, a cheese ball prayer to God like, oh, thank you for everything that's going on. Deep inside of you, you're angry over something that's going on. Man, there is great relief and stress relief when you can be real with God. Because he cares for you. Don't you think that he cares and that he wants to hear those things? Oh, yes, he does. Because he wants to give you counsel on how to deal with them. Because if you hold on to them, then you're not going to know how to deal with them, except for you're going to deal with them according to the flesh, and that's never any good. And so Samuel takes his frustration to the Lord. The Lord then uh, gives him counsel and says, you know what, Samuel, give them what they want. What? Give them what they want? Did you just hear what they said? They want a king over them. Yeah, I heard it. But here's the thing, Samuel. Don't take it personally because they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Their, their problem is with me. And I think so often that we take our frustrations, especially when we're, we're proclaiming the gospel, when we're sharing the love of Christ, and when people reject us, that we take it personally. And then it just brings this bitterness inside of us, like, man, I can't believe they're treating me like that, you know? But the thing is, is like, you know what? Man, don't take it upon yourself. Their, their problem is with God. It's with the Lord. And so they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. And that's very encouraging because, you know, also takes a lot of stress off of you because that's not your deal. That's not your battle. But oftentimes we try to take on that battle especially when we're communicating and we're trying to uh, just love on people and people just don't want that love, <laughs> well, don't let that hinder you. Don't let that stop you from doing the work of the Lord because the problem is not with you, it's with God. And God will deal with them. And so God just tells Samuel, just, man, just let them have it, man. They're rejecting me. You know, and they've been doing this, Samuel. They've, ever since they've pulled them from Egypt, they've been forsaking me with these stupid gods of the, of, the, of the nations. 
And so they're forsaking me, so let's, you know what, just give them what they want. But hey, when you do tell them that you're going to get a king, tell them and, and warn them, strongly warn them about the behavior of the king that is going to reign over them. In a sense of like, be careful what you ask for, <laughs> because God will give it to you if, you, if you're not careful. <laughs> uh, amen. So, the children of Israel, they looked to the left and the right. What do I mean by that? The problem that they had is that they, instead of coming to God with their frustrations, like Samuel did, what did they do? What's that nation doing? These guys are a bunch of clowns. Uh, we don't like them. What are they doing over there? Oh, they've got a king. What are they doing over there? They've got a king. That's, mu- that's much what we need is a king. Instead of taking their frustration to God and saying, God, please, would you raise up somebody who is righteous and holy and following after your ways, they took the action into their own hands and wanted a king. And I, th- I believe that many of us can fall into that same trap as the children of Israel did. Instead of looking up, we look to the left and to the right. And we look to see what the world is doing, what, seeing what, the, what our neighbor is doing, or seeing what the church down the street is doing. What are they doing down there? Well, they've got, you know, 50 to 70 cars in their parking lot. You know, what event did they do? Let's copy what they did and do it here, right? That's the easy thing to do. Instead of going before the Lord and seeking what he wants to do and what, what new thing that he wants to do, uh, we can easily just choose the easy and lazy thing to do, and that's just to see what the world is doing, okay? But here we are learning that we need to go before the Lord. And God, you know, he told Joshua this, this, this concept up front. As he was coming into the role of leading Israel, you know, he had a lot of questions, I would imagine. Like, how do I lead? What do I do? And so the Lord gave him the instructions right up front, and it's the same instructions that go for us today. And it says in Joshua 1.7, it says, Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my service, commanded you, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And, and the cool thing is, is that here God is laying it out for Joshua, but he also laid it out for the children of Israel in Deuteronomy by saying, you know, keep focused on me. If you obey my commandments, I will bless you. If you don't, then curses will happen, okay? And so here he's telling it, he's laying it out, just focus on me and whatever you do, here's the promise of God If you focus on me and follow me dead center, you will prosper. You will have good success. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe that we all want good success. And we all want to be prospering. Well, here is the key right here. Not going to the right hand or to the left hand, but staying in the path of the Lord. And God tells Joshua, he says, don't look around, just focus on me and you will prosper. Man, what a great promise that is, huh? And I love the verse before that, when the Lord tells Joshua, before he goes in and saying, don't go to the right or the left, he tells Joshua, Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
And so that is such a comforting promise to us, knowing that when we are faced with those temptations of seeing what our friends and family and neighbors, church family, churches are doing, we can rest in the promise of God. If we rest our eyes upon Him and, and just seek Him alone, that we're good to go. We're good to go. There's no stress. Pretty awesome. And so in the midst of our decision-making... May we not look to the right. May we not look to the left. And I really truly didn't understand the whole right and left. I mean, just, I've always said it. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Stay in the center. You know, but the right and the left represents evil. Evil. And how do I know that? Well, God's word. <laughs> Proverbs 4.27. Do not turn to the right or left. Remove your foot from evil. Because when we go over here, our foot gets caught in these snares and these traps because they're not the path of the Lord. We just get these clamps on and, and we get bogged down. And so God is trying to lay it out for us. But the thing is, is that we have to believe it. Do we really believe that God will prosper us in our ways if we follow him? Because it's natural and easy to look around us and to make decisions. Saying to ourselves, what is working for them? That's what I need. I mean, come on, give me a break. Look at when we try to lose weight. What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this diet, you know? Oh, I'm going to do it. And then it doesn't do anything for you. You're like all bummed out. But maybe you just do what God wants you to do and eat right. <laughs> and, and then you'll lose weight. I don't know. I mean, I can't talk because I'm still battling with that. But it's just the, the, the point being is that we take people's opinions. Why not take God's opinion? Because it's easy to take people's opinion. Weird. Anyways, God wants us to look to him. Check out what Jeremiah, the Lord spoke through Jeremiah the prophet. He said, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. And will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor cease from the yielding fruits. Man, that is what I want. I desire that. And I know the way in my head, but oftentimes I can't get it from the head to the heart. But here it says that blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Because his roots are going to be planted by the living water. And, and when the heat comes, you are not going to be worried. And so many of us deal with fear and worry and being anxious. But here is a good reminder to us by saying, if we trust in the Lord, if our hope is in the Lord, we will be planted. We will not fear. We will not worry. We will not be anxious. And you will continue to yield that fruit. Man, that's an awesome verse. It's Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. And it's the same idea that God gave Joshua. Don't look around, but trust in me, son, and I will prosper you. You will bear fruit. But God, here's the cool thing about God is, is that when we struggle with fear, when we struggle with anxiety and all that stuff, God is still right there for us, and he's encouraging us, but he is just crying out to us in a sense through his voice, trust in me, trust in me. Nothing can be done without my say-so because God has the authority under heaven and in the earth, okay? And that's a great thing to realize is that God is in control. 
There's so much more Pastor Eric would like to share with you, but we've run out of time for today. This has been another edition of Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Samuel next time. You can order today's message for free by emailing us at info at gracetothehearers.com. Sometimes it's just easier to call. Our phone number is 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. You can learn more about Grace to the Hearers, Calvary Chapel Coolidge, and Pastor Eric at our website, gracetothehearers.com. All of Pastor Eric's messages through the Bible are available to listen to or download for free at gracetothehearers.com. Perhaps God spoke to you clearly through this message in 1 Samuel, and you need to review this message. Again, this message and many others are available to listen to or download for free at gracetothehearers.com. We'd also like to encourage you to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Subscribing is easy. Log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the link, or simply search for Grace to the Hearers on the iTunes store. From all of the production team here at Grace to the Hearers, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and please make plans to join us again for the next edition of Grace to the Hearers.